Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. This is the second hour of Oilers Now emanating today from Rogers Place where tomorrow the Arizona Coyotes roll into town They'll do so without uh, two guys slotted in their second and third line center holes. As uh, Nick Schmaltz out with an LBI uh, for the rest of the season and just receiving word that Brad Richardson, who was shadowing Connor McDavid in the last game, uh, he too will be out as well. So there you go. There you have it. Others will be catching a bit of a break uh, against a hardworking team. The Arizona Coyotes coming up. Second hour of orders now again. Brought to you by Digitex. You can now buy your PCs from Digitex. Keep it all under one roof with one number to call and one simple invoice for all your office technology needs. Bob Stauffer with you along with Brendan Escott, who momentarily will have NHL today. Uh, we've heard from Leon Dreisaitl. We have heard from Elliot Friedman. We are going to hear from you in this segment. You can reach us on our River Cree Resort and Casino hotline at 780-496-0063. And you can text us at 630-630 on our Heartland Ford text line. Not your small-town dealership with the huge new state-of-the-art facility. Experience the difference of Heartland Ford out in Fort Saskatchewan. My question for you today is simple. Will the Edmonton Oilers make the playoffs? Okay. In my opinion, there's five teams that are locks. Those five teams include the Calgary Flames. Are you getting a little bit of feedback there, uh, Brendan, at all? You sound great to me. All right. It's just coming through here then. Uh, those five teams uh, right now, Calgary with uh, 60 points, San Jose with 59, Vegas with 58. Those three are going to make it out of the Pacific. Uh, Nashville and Winnipeg at 58 and 56, and Winnipeg's only played 43 games. They're going to make it out of the Central. Those five teams are in. Likely, one of Colorado, well, Colorado or Dallas, uh, I guess Minnesota, one of those three teams are going to make it in the Central as well. So that means the Oilers are competing against five teams for two spots in the wild card, including Anaheim, who's a point ahead of Edmonton right now, uh, Vancouver Canucks, who are tied with Edmonton, but the Oilers have played two fewer games, and then, uh, again, right now, Colorado, uh, Minnesota, or Dallas. And, one, again, one of those teams, Colorado, Minnesota, or Dallas, is going to get the, th- the three-hole in the Central. So the question is, do the Oilers make the playoffs? 780-496-0063. Uh, intrigued to uh, see uh, how you think the team's going to play. Jack Michaels just putting a tweet out saying that uh, most likely scenario for Oscar Clefbaum 
would be that uh, he does not return until uh, here it goes. Coach Ken Hitchcock saying Oscar Clefbaum will look to get a green light from the doctors this week and starts start skating with the team next week. The timeline returns uh, for return remains following the NHL All-Star break. Again, 39 days to the injury would be the game against the Calgary Flames. Uh, so, I want to get your thoughts on that, but at this time, we are going to go to NHL Today. It is brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing, more than just sportswear, and here is Brendan Escott. Thanks, Bob. Uh, just four games in the NHL tonight as the Panthers get the Flames on the second half of a back-to-back. Winnipeg hosting Detroit, Pittsburgh, and Anaheim, and Carolina entertains Buffalo. Sabres captain Jack Eichel is expected to return from a three-game absence in that game. NHL All-Star last men in were announced today. As we know, Leon Dreisaitl is one of them. The others, Jeff Skinner from the Atlantic Division, Chris Letang from the Metropolitan, and Gabriel Landeskog from the Central. Former first overall pick Rick Nash has announced his retirement this morning due to lingering concussion symptoms. Free agent played uh, 15 years in the league. He registered 805 points in over 1,000 games. And those were split between uh, Columbus, the Rangers, and Boston. He also won Olympic gold twice. Small trade this morning. The Leafs shipped former Flames first-rounder Morgan Klimchuk to the Senators for a prospect uh, Gabriel Gagne. Bakersfield Condors continue their road trip with games against the Colorado Eagles tonight and tomorrow night. They've slipped to fifth in the Pacific Division, one point behind the Eagles, so a couple big games coming up. Uh, Oil Kings visit the Lethbridge Hurricanes tonight, Medicine Hat tomorrow, and then back again in Lethbridge on Sunday. That's a tough schedule. And then Wednesday, they're back in Medicine Hat. It's a bizarre one, but uh, the team did make a blockbuster at the deadline yesterday, shipping out Brett Kemp and acquiring Josh Williams from Medicine Hat, as you touched on earlier. GM Kurt Hill will have more coming up in about a half an hour's time. U of A Golden Bears on the road tonight and tomorrow night in Vancouver taking on the UBC Thunderbirds. Alrighty. You can text us at 630-630 on our Heartland Ford text line and you can reach us on a River Cree Resort and Casino hotline 780-496-0063. Let's get to some texts uh, and we will get to some calls right away. Uh, Nathan has texted the show to say, Bob, I think the Oilers make it and knock Calgary off in the first round. Well, that means Calgary's got to win the division. Could Calgary win the division? Yes, they could. Bobby, uh, why this text out of Red Deer, why has Oscar Clefbaum, why has he not been skating uh, already? It's a uh, pinky finger, right? He has to be cleared by the docks. It is a pinky finger. And, uh, again, Ken Hitchcock seeing today would start to uh, skate next year. The Don, this is not the Don, this is Don texting the show saying the Oilers will make the playoffs, but they'll be out in the first round. That comes to us from uh, Don. No playoffs, uh, the Oilers can't score. That comes to us from Clint P.S. Go get Wayne Simmons. Wayne, you know, you wonder if the Flyers go get a goaltender. Ah. Could Wayne Simmons, I mean, the return on Simmons would have to be uh, decent. Uh, Hacksaw in uh, Red Deer. Don't reverse it there, Hacksaw. I saw, I caught that. Uh, if the Oilers get a more consistent tendon in the cage, they'll make it. Well, I think you could say that about pretty much every team. Dudley has texted the show to say, Bob, if the uh, will the Oilers make the playoffs this year? Yes, and they'll go very deep when they are there from Dudley. Oh, that would be amazing. Let's go to Jay on line number one. Jay, how are you? Jay, do we have you? Is that me or a different Jay? 
No, this is Jay. Jay, I think we got you there. What's going on? Okay. Um, first of all, thank you again for doing a great show. I uh, just wanted to chime in on the Oilers. If I look at the last two wins against Anaheim and against Florida, the Oilers were not the better team on the ice. The you know Both times, Cam Talbot was really the difference maker in the team, and Anaheim controlled most of the play in their game, and Florida controlled most of the play in this game. So I'd love to say the Oilers are making the playoffs, but even the games they're winning, they're not inspiring confidence in me right now. I mean, if Talbot stands on his head for the rest of the season, the Oilers are going to make the playoffs, but I don't think we can count on that. Uh, well, your assessment is fair. I mean, Anaheim had 39 shots on goal in that game, and they came out like a house on fire early, and Talbot kept the hounds at bay, and that's why Edmonton won the hockey game against Anaheim. Last night, uh, the Oilers... I thought were a little lackluster. Ken Hitchcock saying after the game they were fatigued, um, and they found a win ultimately to uh, a way ultimately to win. And again, uh, Talbot played pretty well. Tomorrow, yeah, it's, we. tomorrow it's Arizona. They don't have Antti Ranta, their number one goaltender in goal, and we just found out they don't have Brad Richardson. Who people go, oh, so what? It's Brad Richardson. He's leading their team in goals, and he's the guy that shadows McDavid. And they already lost Nick Schmaltz. Um, so. Uh, they've also lost Jason Demers. So, uh, you know, Jason Demers would be in the Edmonton Oilers' top four, by the way. There's an opportunity to to get a team, but, you know, last time Edmonton played Anaheim, they got outworked in the first period badly. So, well, well yeah, they should have beat L.A. too, but, again, the Oilers didn't show up when they should have won those, some of those games. So They got it. This, is, this stretch here, the, the next six games is going to tell us. For me, it's going to tell everything. It really will. I, I I know teams like last year. Florida went twenty five eight and two after the All Star break. I don't know if Edmonton. I mean, what possibly could make you think that the Oilers could go twenty five eight and two, um, have a record like that? Now they are going to get Clefbaum back, and they were nine two and two in the first thirteen games with Hitch, and then the wheels have come off a bit because of lack of depth on defense. They've added some bodies there, but they still got to get some more scoring up front. I think we can all agree on that. You're right, Bob. If the Oilers are under 500 over the next six games, I think they can be looking at draft picks. So, All right. Thanks for the call. Let's go to Alex from Penticton on line number two. Hi, Alex. How are you? I'm doing really good, Bob. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me on. My feeling is this, Bob. I've got a few things that have entered my mind in the last little bit. Okay. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers, I don't think, are going to make the playoffs. I hate to say that. Uh, you know, uh, I've been thinking about the next five or six games, too, but even if they win the majority of them, then they have uh, tougher opponents, and uh, I'm scared of this. If, if they're close by uh, the tread deadline, I obviously don't trust the GM like no one does. This last couple of trades confirms that he has no idea what he's doing. I'm afraid he's going to get rid of some our prospects and draft picks, and we're still up against the cap. And even if he makes a move or two, it's still going to be a first-round exit. This team... As uh, he's restricted the growth of this team and the potential of this team starting from the Reinhardt trade and Hall and Lucic. This team is not going to be a playoff team or, or at least a contender for about three years in my estimation. So I guess what I'm scared of is that, uh, uh, you know, but I'm not a season ticket holder. My dad is and my younger brother are. So I don't, uh, they'll probably uh, feel a lot different from me, Bob. Uh, it's my thoughts, you know, right. I... Uh, uh, you know, I hear comments like that out there. I mean, the one thing I'd say is, you know, I put a tweet out, I don't know, five days or so ago about, you know, I could see the Oilers moving the number one. The, it, it has to be a huge win for Edmonton. 
right? Like if they're going to but move... that's but, but that's the thing, Bob. It can't... We have a GM that has got a track record of, uh, of 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 totally almost destroying the future of this club. Okay, and and, and it's upsetting. It's just it's not. It's the guy's got to go, man. All right. Thanks for your call. Thanks. 780-496-0063. We're going to go to Trent on line number three. I will say, did anybody see the Pat Maroon trade working out at the deadline? It worked out pretty well. That was a trade they won. The Co- the Koskinen signing in the offseason, and there were other contributing factors. Okay? The Koskinen signing, he, he's, he's had a good stretch. Right now, Talbot's got the crease, but Koskinen gave the orders some important wins. Chase on, and Glenn Galtson played a factor in Chase on being here. Uh, but Chason's been a good signing. But the three moves made this year, as it stands now, Strom has, uh, he, not by much, but he's outplayed Spooner. Uh, the Petrovich thing, I think most fans are comfortable with. The Manning thing's confused a lot of people. You can text us at 630-630, tweet us at orders now. Uh, Bob, where are, the, where are the updates on Andre Sekera, another uh, setback or what, from Saskatoon, from Shane? Shane, I'm, I'm being completely pragmatic here with Andre Sekera. Okay, he has had two substantial injuries, and I'm not sure he's going to be able to come back from that. Okay, I mean, uh, Getzlaff got a heavy piece of him in the 2017 playoffs, and he tore his ACL, came back last year. You guys saw him play last year. He was nowhere near the level that he was, um, you know, prior. I mean, he was a pretty good player for Edmonton. Eight goals, 35 points. I think it was plus 12 in the playoff year. Okay, he wasn't close to that. Some people will tell you that's a, a an injury that takes 18 months to come back from. The problem is then he tore his uh, Achilles tendon. So it, it's not has there been a setback. It's to me this is going to be an almost impossible injury to come back from. Uh, when you see him in practice, there's no explosion, but you know it's at a practice pace. He's going to need some time on a conditioning stint. I, I, I think we have to be pragmatic with Sekra. Okay, if he comes anywhere close to what he was at a couple of years ago, it would be a miracle. So I'm being pragmatic regarding. It's not. I'm not. You know, not telling you what's what is going on. I, I'm being totally honest with you. I, I think it's going to be almost impossible for him to come back and come close to what he once was. You can text us at seven eight, uh, text us at uh, six thirty six thirty, and call in our River Creek Resort and Casino hotline seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Here we go. Uh, Fear of the fin. So funny, you make it sound like Clefbaum is a Norris Trophy candidate. San Jose have won four in a row, two of those against Tampa Bay and Vegas without Vlasic and Braun. No excuses in San Jose, but I hear them every day in this market from Fear the Finn. You know, Fear the Finn, I have uh, three things for you, okay? Number one, the reason why it's not a big deal at Vlasic and Braun or uh, why the team's been able to overcome, actually, multiple things for you. Who are the top two defensemen for the, the San Jose Sharks? Is Mark Edward Vlasic or Justin Braun in the top two in terms of when you rank the defensemen for the San Jose Sharks? Come on, Fear the Finn. You're smart enough to know that. You got Brett Burns. You got Eric Carlson. They're the two highest-scoring defensemen in the league over the last four-plus years. You got an embarrassment of riches on defense. That offsets injuries like Vlasic and Braun. And since Fear the Finn, I know you care about the San Jose Sharks. You know, you got a guy down there in San Jose right for the Athletic that's been hammering Vlasic all season because he's been a big minus on a really good team. Okay? So maybe Mark Edward Vlasic isn't quite to the level 
that he's been at in the past. And then when it comes to Oscar Clefbaum, for the purposes of the current configuration of the Oilers' defense, he is their number one defenseman. Right now, Vlasic's the number three, and Braun might be the number four in San Jose. And the Oilers did not have their number one and maybe their number four when the combination of Clefbaum and Russell is up. So keep that in mind. You can text us at 630-630. Tweet us at Oilers now. Bob, how do the Oilers get rid of the separate cap hit? Well, if he stays on LTIR, that's an option. We'll see. JPP says, Bob, do you think the ice time for McDavid, Nurse, and Dreisaitl are sustainable? Also seen, uh, how are some of the other players uh, not stepping up with how fresh their legs might be? Well, they got to get some traction here with some other guys. I- I'm pleased at what we're seeing out of Paul Yarby. At least over the last three games, I think Milan Lucic has given the Oilers a little bit of juice. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, Everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. You know, so we'll wait and see. Again, you can text us at 630-630. 121 in Edmonton will take a timeout. This is Oilers Now. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630-CHED. All right, you can text us at 630-630. It's 1:24 in Edmonton. Gerfon has been waiting on our River Creek Resort Casino hotline. Uh, is it pronounced Gerfon? Am I, do I have, have I got that the right way or Gerfan? It's Irfan. Irfan. Okay. Yeah. My, my apologies. Okay. Okay. How's it going, Bob? Not bad. Bob's pretty easy, eh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm just wondering uh, what it would cost us to get Tarasenko from the Blues. Oh wow. Um, I read somewhere that it would cost us Puliarvi and Yamamoto and maybe our first round. Well, they'd have to take some money. Uh, I know, but and, and then I surely's got to do something. Like he can't keep losing all these trades. I'm sure if he somehow makes this deal, the fans won't hate him as much. <laughs> <laughs> Because let's be honest, he's not really that popular over here. Uh, I, yeah, I, you know, I, I okay, well. Uh, he needs to, like, make something big happen over here because we're seriously wasting David's time here. <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's interesting because everyone's all doom and gloom about the future. Oh, it's going to take three years. I, I don't actually, like, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know. I, I haven't been able to predict. Like, I did not see the Strom for Spooner trade, and I certainly did not see the Kajula trade for me. He's losing trade after trade. Like, he's got to do something that will make him look a little better out there. Like, uh, seriously, man. Yeah, well, we uh, we get that sense. Uh, you know, so, I, I, I you know, I got to tell you, I, I don't, if I was St. Louis, I would not trade Vladimir Tarasenko, who's a proven 35 to 40 goal scorer. 
for two un- uh, for two uh, unproven wingers and a first round pick. I would not do that. Like at this stage, hey, I want to see Paul Yarvey make it. I just put a tweet out. The guy's on the ice. He's doing extra work all the time. He's had a good five game stretch. No, uh, that's. Right? That's all reasonable, yeah. But I, I, if I'm Doug Armstrong, I am not trading away a player as good as Vladimir Taras. Like, my guess is the guy that ter- uh, they'd want for Tarasenko would be Dreisaitl. And I wouldn't do that because I no. like Leon. Uh, I think Leon. Yeah, no, we need to keep Leon. Right. You know, yeah. absolutely they need to. So, uh, but I, if I'm, I mean, the, the trade you're, so you were suggesting the Oilers' first round pick this year along with Pugliarvi and Yamamoto. And I do yeah. not see it. I do not see in St. Louis doing that. No? No. What about if you throw, like, Evan Bouchard in that? I don't... Well, now, see, what's the one or thing... Give him, give him Lucic for free, too. Dump some salary. Yeah. All right. Uh, I don't see the orders trading Evan Bouchard. They've waited how long to get a right shot defense? Thanks a lot, Irfan. Okay? Thanks yeah. for the call. Let's go to Trent on line number five. Trent, how are you doing? Really good, Bob. Thanks. Yep. So, um... I believe that Edmonton has a shot at making the playoffs yes. uh, as a wild card team, but I think if somehow they get in, it's not because they were good enough to make the playoffs. It's because the Pacific was bad enough to allow them to get in. Well, it's it's two wild card spots, right? They got to get like I, I'm here to tell you. A couple of weeks ago, I thought we like at the start of the year we all thought five teams from the Central and three teams from the Pacific. And a couple of weeks ago, it was like, you know what? Maybe five teams from the Pacific and three from the Central. And right now, it's looking like four and four. So um, the three teams, I mean, Calgary, give them credit. And we don't, you know, I, I'm not one of these guys that hates Calgary. I want, us, I, I want the Oilers in Calgary to have the two best teams in the West and Vancouver to have the third best team and Winnipeg to have the best team in the Central. Like, you know, because I, I, I'd rather see the Canadian teams be successful than the American teams. I, I have a little, like, that's, because I know what it means to the markets, right? Sure. Um, but I, I, I will say this, I, you know, Calgary, Vegas, San Jose, they're in. Um, you know, can Edmonton claim one of those spots? And right now it's looking like a bit of a turtle derby. I don't know if Vancouver can stay in this. But I don't know if they have the tools or the because the, the they were they were either. basically at this point last year. The thing that concerns me about Vancouver is the Oilers haven't beat them yet this year, Trent. They got to find yeah. a way to beat that team. All right. I'd also, I'd also want to add that I agreed with one of your previous callers that uh, no matter whether the Oilers make the playoffs or not, Shirelli cannot be the GM moving forward. All right. Thanks for All the right. call. Yep, thanks Thank for the call. 780-496-0063. You can text us at 630-630. 128 in Edmonton. We are going to uh, head off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back, Kurt Hill, the GM of the Edmonton Oil Kings. This is Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.